0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, it's beginning to seem like we may have to begin editions of the Electronic Cottage in the current political climate with a special Electronic Irony Update section. At least, that seemed to be the case over the past month or so. So, in that spirit, here's today's update. And, as Dave Barry would say, I am not making this up. Head on over to the site open.whitehouse.gov, which is obviously a page designed to make government operations more transparent to its citizens. The irony? There's nothing there. When you get there, you'll find links with titles like Data Catalog, White House Visitor Records Requests, and several other apparently very useful links. But click on any of those links and you get nothing. A couple have promises that there might be data coming, some just show a no results or a no such page notice. Yep, you guessed it. All of the data that was there under the previous administration has been cleared out, and nothing has replaced it. But, as the page has said for a month or so, be sure to, quote, check back soon for new data, end quote. But probably best not to hold your breath. Meanwhile, as we've noted on a previous edition of The Electronic Cottage, we humans are interacting more and more with artificially intelligent machines of one type or another. And in many ways, we don't seem to be very well prepared for the consequences. Recently, there have been a spate of draft reports, and even draft laws, that are trying to figure out ways for that interaction to go more smoothly for us humans. Some of those drafts focus on things that are constantly in the news, such as self-driving cars. Some involve household items that are becoming more and more present in many people's homes, ranging from baby monitors to smart doorbells to smart thermostats, and on and on. This whole constellation of often artificially intelligent sensors and other devices might total 50 billion deployed and connectable devices by the year 2020, which is not very far away. This group of connected devices is often referred to as the Internet of Things because all of those things are connectable to the Internet and many have to be connected to work properly. The Community Computing Consortium, not a lightweight outfit by a long shot, Recently issued a report entitled, quote, Safety, Security, and Privacy Threats Posed by Accelerating Trends in the Internet of Things. End quote. In that report, the eight expert authors observed that, quote, Unfortunately, as the number and connectivity of such devices increases, the challenge of managing these collections of devices becomes exponentially more difficult. If managing a single home computer is difficult for a non-technical person, imagine what's needed to understand and correctly manage a network of many interacting devices. For example, consider a hypothetical scenario where an Apple iPhone, a Ring doorbell, an Amazon Echo, and an Xbox work together. The iPhone is used to configure them and the Echo is used to implement voice commands so that, for example, a user could tell Echo to show the video feed from the ring on the TV using the Xbox. End quote. The report goes on to highlight how the increase in the number of so-called smart devices presents a challenge to most regular folks. Quote, Beyond the existing challenges of securing individual devices, we need to simplify how people interact with a collection of devices so that they don't have to think about each device and how the devices may interact. For example, with an iPhone, Echo, Ring, and Xbox, what information is being shared between the devices, and what are the privacy policies in place regarding what information from a private home can be sent to the different companies and how can this information be used? Beyond privacy, what security vulnerabilities does this particular collection of devices create, and what entity is responsible for informing owners that such vulnerabilities exist? In much the same way that operating systems have evolved to allow individual users to configure and manage them, new technology is needed for users to more easily understand configure, and manage their collections of devices, end quote. And guess what? That kind of new technology is not here yet, and is not even a priority among the manufacturers of the devices that we're interacting with more and more. Consider a simple thing that's with most people today, a smart key for a car. Press a button on the key and your car door opens or locks, your lights flash, and maybe your horn bleaks for a moment. All that's a great help if you're looking for your car in a big parking lot. And to make things even easier, you can now get apps for smartphones that will do all of those things and even turn the car engine and the heater on on cold mornings and do a lot of other things as well. You can personalize the control screen in newer cars as well and even make the car's audio and video system make or take calls for you and on and on. All of that, of course, means that the car's various systems and the smartphone systems that connect to them know a lot about you, and your smartphone knows a lot about the car. In fact, the smartphone apps know so much that an IBM researcher has demonstrated, motivated by trading in his own car, that even if a seller turns in all the keys to a car and the dealer wipes the car's internal memory clean, previous owners who still have the apps on their smartphones can still control a lot of the features on that resold car, seemingly forever. And that's just as true about Echo or Alexa or a thermostat. We could go on with plenty more examples ranging from car parts to stuffed animal toys, but the bottom line is, as the Community Computing Consortium points out, quote, We believe that changes are happening with such speed, and the level of risk and uncertainty is sufficiently high that investment in research that helps mitigate potential problems should be prioritized. End quote. And that is probably putting it mildly. Very mildly. But, insecure or not, privacy invading or not, the flood of new electronic devices into the Internet of Things is not going to slow anytime soon. And so we'll do our best to keep an eye on just how the Internet of Things will affect our everyday lives right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.